Welcome to Encore on Midlands 103 with me, Shannon Fogarty. This is the Midlands dedicated arts show, bringing you the absolute best of what's happening in the arts in Leash, Offaly and Westmead. To get in touch, pop me a text 083 30 10 103. Or if you want to get involved with the show, you can email me to encore at midlands103.com. And of course, follow us across all of our social media accounts at Midlands 103. I just quickly want to say a thank you to Sarah Castley for looking after the show while I was away. Sarah, thank you so much. You were brilliant. So tonight, you'll hear from manager of the Student Resource Centre at the Technological University of Shannon, which is holding a student exhibition called Through Our Eyes. I'll also have someone on to chat about the Burr Festival of Music, so you'll get all the details for that. We have a member of the Mullingar Camera Club on to talk about the launch of the Fiacchiol Naharan Photographic Exhibition. And we have the Tullamore Lions Club on, and they'll be telling you all about their upcoming gala concert and other events they're holding for the Esker Arts Centre. So a very full show this Thursday evening. So I'm delighted to head straight over to Sarah Lickrum, who is the manager of the Student Resource Centre at the Technological University um, of Shannon. And they have launched a student exhibition through our eyes in the Athlone Atrium. Sarah, thanks so much for joining us. Hi, Shannon. Thanks. It's great to be here. Oh, good. Thank you. So can you tell us a little bit about the exhibition um, through our eyes? Absolutely. Um, Well, I suppose through our eyes came from my alter ego, which is, uh, I'm, I'm also a part-time student of LSAD, the Limerick School of Art and Design, um, which is part of the Tooth family. We're on six different campuses across the, the region, all along the spine of the Shannon, and at the Athlone campus now, formerly AIT, is one of those. So on the Athlone campus, I'm the Student Resource Centre Manager, and then in my spare time, such that it is, I'm also a student so as a student on the course that I'm doing, we had to look at professional practice and enhancing our professional practice. And um, I'm very interested in the whole uh, intersection between mental health and the creative arts and people connecting with each other. Because one of the big things about coming to college is finding your tribe, finding your feet, feeling where, where you fit in. So I suppose this, this um, show came out of an idea that Really, when it comes to education, we start by finger painting, dancing, singing songs. So it's, you know, our, our education starts in the arts as children. Um, and it was really to reach out to students to engage their creative minds, to ask them, what is the student experience through your own eyes? So we've been bowled over by the response. And you'll be able to see in the Ethel Town Library now a curated um, cross-section of some of the responses from students. It's it's brilliant because I remember even when I was starting out in college, it's, you know, scary enough and not knowing what's happening. So to have this event and be able to, to show future students um, that this is what current yeah, students see. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, we're very proud of the fact that we have a very inclusive and diverse student population. You know, over half of our students come from socioeconomic disadvantage. So they tend to be accessing grants and all that. Some of them may be first in their family to come to college. Um, others are overcoming all sorts of challenges, be that financial challenges, mental health, that's very much on the landscape for everybody now. So um, the, the creative arts is just one outlet, you know, in terms of your broader holistic education when you come to college. And when you see the artwork from the students and some of their own descriptions, it makes it very accessible, you know. So if you're a child in primary or secondary school and you're 
half thinking or wondering, is it for me? Maybe no one in your family has come to college. You'd be able to read the stories from the students there and maybe you'll see someone like yourself in the stories and it might help you kind of connect with, with progressing to third level. So, you know, it's re- there's some really heartfelt and funny stuff as well. You know, one guy did an illustration about the challenges of finding parking. You know, it's not mm. all um, dead serious and heavy weather stuff, but there's all sorts of challenges and, and they're illustrated there. And it's just fabulous to celebrate our students' creativity, you know. And I guess it kind of pushes them out of their comfort zone a little bit to think of different ways of how they can express a certain like issue. or Exactly. Or, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you, you know, like I said, we all start by expressing ourselves creatively, but some somewhere along the way, um, we stop doing that perhaps a little bit and, you know, then it's only left up to the arty ones. But the great thing about Through Our Eyes, um, we've captured all the student submissions. So it's all in a lovely digital catalogue, which is also in a limited edition print run. Um, and the digital catalogue is available on our website for anyone who wants to have a look um, who can't get down to the exhibition. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we had responses from people through poetry, um, video, Minecraft videos, visual arts, painting, illustration, photography, uh, sculpture, you know, the, the whole gambit, performance art was in there. So I suppose there's something creative in all of us, really, um, whether it's when you like to bake or sing a song or dance or whatever. And it's it's that very creative essence that I think can separate us from the mundane of everyday life and maybe we give us give voice and help us express how we're really feeling, you know. It's true and it's a different look on, on little things as well in our life. But I guess one question I have is how did you find preparing for the exhibition being a student and then as well as being a manager of the Student Resource Centre? <laughs> should ask my mother. <laughs> you too, too much. <laughs> if she's listening tonight. So, um, look, it was very much a team effort. While uh, the idea, I suppose, came from me initially, um, I worked together with tremendous colleagues, and I have to give a shout-out to my colleague, John Benton, who's a senior design lecturer in the design department um, in Athlone, to Sinead Denby. I call her the event manager and event coordinator extraordinaire. Um, without her, it wouldn't have happened. Uh, and my colleagues in Limerick in LSAD, Susan Halsey, Dr. Susan Halsey. So we worked together as staff and also with students then to kind of curate and select who was going to be in the exhibit ultimately and then to bring together the catalogue. So, you know, again, more people getting involved. Our marketing department, Dara Taylor, um, would have put together the beautiful catalogue, which is a lovely now record, I suppose, of, of the event and which has gained legs. So we have lecturers who want to use it in their teaching practice and, you know, visiting externs who have been very interested. So I've been really bowled over by the support for it. Um, and, and the students themselves who really, really enjoyed it. You know, they met with their counterparts in LSAD. We bust them up for the evening um, at our launch a couple of weeks ago. Um, and even people just when the exhibit was in, in the college itself in the engineering building, which is a beautiful space, they were able to engage with it. And, you know, sometimes people might think that the arts is not for them. It's only for the hoity-toity ones or they mightn't feel, they might feel out of place at an exhibition. But it just, it can kind of break down barriers and show how art is accessible for everybody, you know. And it is, and that's so nice. And I guess for people that want to find out more ex- more information on the exhibition or um, anything like that, where can they go and find all that? Absolutely. Well, on the Tooth website, you'll be able to find it. It's in the kind of um, the news reel on the top on the very first page when you open it up. Um, and also, to, we'd encourage people to visit the beautiful, beautiful buildings in Athlone Town Library, which are absolutely stunning and a fabulous resource for, for all of our community. So, um, you know, if, 
if you're out and about and you want to go in and have a read of a newspaper or look at a book, you could have have a look at the exhibit as well and engage with it. There's video and as well as the kind of the stuff that's on display there. Um, and uh, also on our website, I'll have the digital catalogue available to anyone who wants to have a look at it. Or they can reach out to me directly if they have any ideas or questions. Um, and I better spell my, my name. It's a funny one, Shannon. <laughs> I always tell students, just think of Cucumber. So Sarah Lacumber, and that's S-L-A-C-U-M-B-R-E at A-I-T dot I-E. We're still using the old email addresses. Um, Shannon, could I ask a favour, though? I, have, I happen to have a book of poetry okay. from one of the students. This is one of their submissions, and I think it's very appropriate. Okay. Anya Maher is her name, and she's the, the pen piper on Instagram, if anyone wants to check her out. A wonderful student who's studying nutrition and health science. And I happen to open the book, and I'm a big believer in serendipity. <laughs> you know, and when we started talking about this, I was talking about the intersectionality between the creative arts and mental health and all of that. So this is a poem by, Sha- by Anya Maher. It's called Reach Out. Someone's out there for you. Please reconsider. Your pain may come to an end, but someone else's, someone you love, will begin. It will stay with them for the rest of their life when you should be there talking, smiling, reminiscing, living instead. You're not allowed to give up. That is beautiful. And that's by Anya Maher. Beautiful. Oh, it's a stunning piece. Oh, Sarah, thank you so much for coming on and thank you for reading that. That was beautiful. You're very, very welcome, Shannon. Thank Thanks, Camille. No problem. That was Sarah Lacumber, who was the manager of the Student Resource Centre. And again, if anyone wants more information on that incredible event, go to tus.ie. So coming up after the break, Burr Music Festival is back and we have everything you need to know right here on Midlands 103. Encore, brought to you by the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. From the greatest gigs to the best community shows, enjoy it all in the comfort of our newly refurbished theatre. Your theatre, our home, deancrowtheatre.com. This is Encore on Midlands 103 with Shannon Fogarty. And the seventh annual Burr Festival of Music has been announced and I'm delighted to be joined by director of the festival, Maureen DeForge. Maureen, thank you so much for joining me. Hello, Shannon. Uh, nice to talk to you. Thank you. So this is the seventh year of the festival, and it's a five-day event now, which is going to be running from Thursday, 27th of April to Monday, 1st of May. Um, and it's incredible that it's been extended this year. How have you found preparations for the five-day event? Well, I suppose preparations for this and for many festivals, <clears throat> it begins really the month after the previous festival is over um, in the in the fact that you're booking and you're looking for professional um, orchestras, choirs, perhaps, um, and singers and musicians, and you're planning, um, you know, something different each year. So it's an ongoing process. And the fact that it's, um, it's run by a committee, a team of people interested in music and these events um, means that, you know, everybody's doing it in their own time. Um, but this year, we've gone on to five days, um, has meant a little more preparation <clears throat> in that we have extended particularly the outreach reach, um, part of the festival, which sees <clears throat> professional musicians and singers going into schools um, and also expanding the Boy Young Voices um, project. So we, we are very fortunate in that we have <clears throat> international partners in 
uh, Bruno Caproni and Julian Evans, who have been coming for the last three or four years now. And um, the outreach work that they do is going into schools and um, performing and speaking to the senior music students. Um, and this year they'll be going into um, the community school in Ferban and Kilcormac, as well as Burr. And um, also some other young professional singers, just talking about what it means to be a professional uh, singer or musician and how to go about um, you know, reaching that career. So that's uh, one of the new elements this year. And that's lovely to be able to go into schools and, and express that and give them, you know, that th- this is something that they can do when they get older. And I know the Burr Young Voices project is exploring the planets and stars. That's right, yes. <laughs> it's um, each year, <clears throat> the Burr Young Voices, it's a, a growing um, choral group of young singers between the ages of eight and 12. And it's the young people come from about 12 or 14 different primary schools from around the region. And um, this year, they've had a once a week session and we'll be having a little more during the Easter holidays and preparing not just in music, but also in art and painting, um, their interpretation of planets and stars. And of course, the connection with Burr Castle and the telescope and the science centre is... Um, is, is very big here and they've had the opportunity and will have the opportunity of going in there to the castle and to the science centre and looking at the um, the past history of star um, explorations around Burr and they interpret it in music and in song and they have partnered up this year <clears throat> with the new Burr School of Music um, which sees um, a very uh, wonderful choral director um, Gregory Ward and his wife Sophie, um, Sophie Ward, who is a, a pianist, a wonderful pianist, they have returned to Bar and opened a school of music here after 10 years in south of France um, with their school of music there. So um, they now are assisting and, and directing this project this year. That's incredible. And the fact that they came back from, from France and, and opened, that's, it's, it's lovely. And I know um, this year actually marks the 10th anniversary of the Trench Award. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Well, the Trench Trust, which I think um, many people in the Midlands would have learned about and grown to appreciate, the Trench Trust funds um, <clears throat> cultural and educational and um, social um, developments particularly in the Midlands, not just combined to the Midlands, but particularly in the Midlands. And the Trench Award is a, a, has now grown to be a series of very valuable bursaries um, for young singers or musicians who are pursuing a career in professional performance. And they must have be from the Midlands, Midwest. Um, and uh, the applications each year, they've been growing each year, and each year an international panel um, chooses six of those applicants and they are brought to Burr for the entire weekend. They perform and they um, <clears throat> experience all the different concerts and events that are on. Uh, they get master classes from international um, singers and musicians and they, um, there are five different awards which they can receive to the value of €9,000. So it helps them in their early careers. And that's always a lovely event. And we have um, many of them come back, you know, year after year and perform again. And we follow their careers, really. And it's very interesting to see where they go. 
that's inc- nine thousand. That's incredible, especially for someone starting out as well. And there's so much more that's in- involved in the festival. I mean, there's three concerts that are coming up. Is there what else can we expect from this year's concerts? Well, in this year's, um, <clears throat> uh, because it's the tenth anniversary of the Trench Award, um, the festival is bringing back um, ten of those past bursary recep- recipients. They now, in fact, are all, all of the people coming back are full-time in professional music careers. Some of them are members of European orchestras. Um, Two of the singers are, one is with the Weimar Opera Company, a soloist with them. Another is, has performed and is performing with um, Scottish and Welsh National Opera and in Irish National Opera. And a lot of our past uh, trench um, people are performing with Irish National Opera in the last year or two. So we're bringing back um, 10 of those uh, singers, musicians, uh, between singers and flute, violin, oboe, piano, cello, and various types of voices. They are coming back and they will be performing in two of the concerts this year. For the first time, a new innovation too, um, we have an artistic curator, Niall Kinsella, who is a very highly um, regarded um, musician, pianist and conductor who does the Songmaker series in the National Concert Hall. He actually has devised three concerts for these returning um, trench musicians in different combinations of trios and quartets and duos. So we really are looking forward to seeing them uh, perform and see how they have grown in the last uh, 10 years, a lot of them. And it's lo- So it's um, the opening night gala at Burr Theatre and Arts Centre, a lunchtime yes. of song at the Chestnut Garden and at Music and Burr Castle. So it's a lovely three type of concerts to bring all of those people back and see how they've developed over the years. Yes, yeah, that's really interesting. And all of them, in fact, when the invitation went out um, eight months ago, within 12 hours, they had all replied, yes, delighted to come back. They had a great experience in Burr. So it was lovely to have their response um, you know, to come back and perform in Burnham again. So that's that's really interesting. That's so beautiful. And I guess as well with your expansion into the schools, how has that been? What's the reaction been like from there? Um, from the school people, from the, the students? Yes. The students' reaction. Um, I think really last year was the first year we did this. And um, the reaction was, it was quite amazing. Um, I mean, a lot of um, young people, while they can be very talented in musical instruments and voice, they don't feel it's something they can make a career out of, um, you know, it's something they could do as a hobby and maybe a part-time. But, you know, their the reaction to actually hear the experiences of people who pursued that career was really interesting, you know, and they were very, um, they, they asked a lot of different questions and um, were, were, were really impressed by you know, how one can go about this. Um, and this year, because some of those young um, trench um, returnees are going into the schools, um, they'll be, you know, talking to people nearer to their own age group, probably, who have made, you know, very successful careers. So I think it will have an impact on and maybe help some people who might be very doubtful and make a choice of, of um, pursuing something that if they have a real talent for it's lovely and I mean exactly you can do whatever you put your mind to these days which is great so tickets went on sale for the festival on Monday and I guess if anybody wants any tickets or more information where can they go Um, they just have to look at the birthfestivalofmusic.com the website 
and everything is there really. They'll be brought to the various um, events that are on and how to book anything that they want. And um, yeah, it's lovely to see. I mean, we've 26 musicians actually coming and staying in Borough for that Maybank holiday weekend. And, um, you know, some of them will be heard on the streets on the Saturdays. Uh, uh, <clears throat> a contrast to the usual type of busking, we'll have some uh, classical uh, musicians playing in courtyards and in, in, on the streets and in cafes, which will be nice also on the Saturday. It will be. It'll be a great five-day event, so it will. Maureen, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Shannon. Lovely to talk to you. Thank you. Very excited for the 7th Burr Festival of Music. And it's burrfestivalofmusic.com if you want any more information and tickets. So from music to photographs, after the break, Mullingar Camera Club will be on telling you all about their latest exhibition. Encore on Midlands 183, thanks to the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre at Lone, with a wide range of flexible spaces, expertise and facilities to make your live stage production, corporate event or community function a success. Your theatre, our home. DeanCrowTheatre.com Welcome back to Encore on Midlands 103 with me, Shannon Fogarty. So the Mullingar Camera Club have recently launched Fiacol Naharan, a photographic exhibition in the Atrium County Buildings in Mullingar. And I'm now joined by Bob Marison, who was one of the organisers and also a member of the Mullingar Camera Club. Hi, Bob. Thank you for joining me this evening. Hi, Shannon. Yeah. So um, can you tell us a little bit about the exhibition itself? Well, the whole idea of the exhibition is to simply show people as much as possible, what sort of an event it was over a period of nine days, actually really ten, seven or eight days, I suppose, and to try and give as good a flavour as possible to it. So we're covering all the stuff on the streets in some of the pubs and also special sections on the the concerts that were held in the Christ the King Cathedral in Bolingar. There was actually six nights of concerts of very high quality. People like Frankie Gavin, Nuna, uh, Martin Hayes, Sharon Shannon, and also uh, some uh, some photos as well on Flat TV, which was on all during the week. So that's really what it's about. It's about just simply, if you like, trying to show people what a, what a fabulous uh, occasion it actually was. And uh, we were very, very pleased to be able to do that. And I know you sent me on some of the pictures earlier and just looking at the smiley faces and just the enjoyment that everyone seems to be having in the event is just, it's lovely. And I guess the whole process of trying to select the images, how was that? Because that must have been difficult enough. Well, it really was. But um, I had two people helping in particular, Tom Lawler, who many people I remember was a, a photographer with the Irish Times and a guy who would have been not just simply taking photos in Ireland, but in places like the Arctic and uh, also very highly regarded internationally. And also Dom Redden, who is a member of Mullingar, I should say Mount Melick uh, Camera Club, but he was also president of the Irish Photographic Federation and a fellow of the Federation, which is his highest distinction. So with those, um, they did most of the picking. I just simply had to make sure it covered, uh, you know, as much of the, the event as possible, as, as well as we possibly could after that. But we had a lot of photos to work with, well over 200. Oh, wow, that's incredible. Because I know the crowds from some of the pictures yeah. I've seen, it was a great event. Oh, it was. I mean, it's, it's a, I have to say the Fla is a very unique type of musical event in that, it's on the streets, and yet at the same time, 
you have competitions going on with people of absolutely high quality musicians and then people like Martin Hayes and that actually giving concerts in the cathedral for which there's absolutely a beautiful lighting and sound set up. You see that from one of the photos there. And so it just covers the entire gamut, if you like. But one of the things I really noticed about it was that people were, you know, kids would come in or adults would come in to just sit on the side of the street and start playing and people would listen to them. And they always got the highest respect, you know, no matter what level they were at. And I mean, you don't have to see that at, at these festivals, really. But it's really unique that people who go to festivals go to hear the music and to, if you like, honour the musicians. Yeah, so I'm very pleased about that. Oh, that's lovely. So how many images are on display? Um, there's around about 70 or 80 in actual fact. We have about 54 prints framed and, you know, very large A3 size. We have two very large prints, uh, about three and a half, two and a half foot. For instance, the one you mentioned with the crowds in the market square on, on, the, on, the, on the Sunday evening, just to try and show you just exactly how big, you know, how, how crowded it was and at the same time how well it looked. And also of the, the lighting set up in the market in the cathedral with, with the other photos like a noon and that all around it. So, um, I suppose about 70. We also would have another 100 or so, which we could actually have done a projected as well. In fact, we might at some stage even do it as a kind of a digital slideshow. So we had plenty to work with, and it was one of those weeks where it, everything happened properly for you. The weather was very good. It was only one day that was wet. Um, people around, the atmosphere was brilliant. Um, there's a whole section, for instance, on the, the volunteers who worked with over 900 of them uh, over the entire eight days, and also the Gardaí and the Red Cross and all of that. And it all led to a really great atmosphere, I have to say, a really beautiful. I love that. And the fact that I feel like a picture speaks a thousand words, but it, it it's a memory that you can look back on and it holds the history of the event. And it's nice to be able to have those moments captured. Well, it is, and I mean, we've got quite a lot of them, so everything really we could imagine. I mean, this one shot there of harps, as I sent you, that was on the Friday afternoon of the FLA, and there were all the kids who were in, in workshop classes through the week. There was 550 of them playing at the same time. I mean, that's an extraordinary thing to watch. Wow. And, um, and then we had... Um, you know, I said, uh, people like Mick Foster being interviewed by the Gardaí and that. He didn't get arrested, but that was <laughs> right. <laughs> um, President Higgins uh, interacting with the musicians at the, the, the opening. Uh, Michael G. absolutely had a ball. He just enjoyed himself terrifically when he was there. It's, it's, it's the kind of thing he, he obviously likes to do. There's a photograph by there that I sent you of a group of six people playing inside in one of the shop, uh, the, the toy shops in Wills. And at least several of them, particularly the guy facing you, actually came all the way back to Mullingar from Australia to play at the flat. Oh, my God, that's incredible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, there's loads more. There was one girl playing with Taylor. She came back from California to play with the band. I, don't, you, I haven't given you that photo, but it's there, you know. So... And, and people came from Japan to learn, to play. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a hugely 
it's a fantastic draw and the, the number of people who come and the number of musicians who come and what we were trying to do was photograph the people if you like I mean, you can never photograph the music per se but the, what we did do is try and actually capture what happened and what the people were like and you know what and of course they just sent they were enjoying themselves so it's great Absolutely. and I have to say the quality of the photographs that you sent me on are just amazing they're brilliant pictures and I know they were taken from members of you know your camera club as well as probably yeah. other clubs as well and I guess oh, no, no they were all taken from members of the camera club it was literally we decided to confine it to the camera club partially because we could we knew where the quality we, we should control the quality and make yeah. sure it was good enough oh but the I quality mean, is amazing and I guess and that, uh, by the way, that runs through the entire exhibition. I have to say, yeah. Oh God, that's lovely. So I guess if anyone, uh, you know, finds any inspiration from these, what sort of advice would you give them if they want to go into photography? Well, first of all, the best one of the best ways to do it, unless you go off and do a course and something, you know, and that is, we uh, kind of actually should level three or something like that is to join the local camera club, like in Mullingar where you get a, a lot of different types of photography. I mean, not all of our members took part in this particular project because they're interested in, in other subjects, you like. But at the same time, there's, there'll always be people there who will help you, or tell you, you know, if you're doing something that can be improved, they will help you do that. And you get, you know, quite a lot. And we, as a 12th we're linked to the Irish Photographic Federation, so we have links to clubs all over the country and by the way the Irish I wouldn't call it amateur photography but it's there is among the world's best I mean two Irish clubs have been world champions in the past 10 years and that's usually about six about 40 countries at a time um, they our national panels do equally well and have won some international uh, some world championships and are and nearly always up there in the top 10 or so so I mean the, it, it just happens to be and that, there's that wealth of experience you can draw on. So if you really want to get into photography, join the club like Mullingar, and you will be helped as much as possible. I love that. And is there a website where people can find more information about the exhibition or if they want to join the club itself? Well, if you want to join the club itself, all you have to do is turn up at the Mullingar Art Centre every second Wednesday. The, the Wednesday after next will be the first of them. If you don't, you, and the, the, the art centre will always tell you anyway when we're on. Um, is, apart from that, we will be putting some of the images from the exhibition up on our website uh, probably in a couple of weeks' time. And on top of that, maybe it'll go on to the website with the flats and everything because, you know, scared to record us. We'll be actually exhibiting for uh, four weeks in total, so we're only in week one. And the exhibition will be open from half nine until four every day, every weekday, because it's within the county buildings, it has to be that way. But, I mean, you may, you may like the, the images I sent you, and they're fine as digitals, but I assure you that the prints are better. They, are, they always are, you know, it's, it's that much. But, and um, it's there, and like we've, it's a really good variety of stuff. So it's... Uh, we enjoyed it. It's the best way you And I think people who look at it will enjoy it. In fact, actually, we got really good reactions from people at the, at the launch last Tuesday, yeah.
Oh, that's fantastic. And again, it's in the Atrium County Buildings in Mullingar and it runs until Friday 14th of April. Bob, thank you so much for coming on and telling yeah. us all about that. Right, Sharon. Please, pleasure. Thank you. So if you want to see the array of photographs they have included, make sure you head over to the Atrium County Buildings in Mullingar. So we are nearly there with the show. Coming up after the break, I am joined by John Lyons from the Tullamore Lions Club, who has everything you need to know about their gala concert and other fundraising events for the new Esser Arts Centre, right here on Midlands 103. Encore, in association with the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre at Cologne, our bright and airy AIB gallery and cosy theatre bar can cater for smaller private events too. Your theatre, our home. DeanCrowTheatre.com This is Shannon Fogarty here on Midlands 103 with Encore. And now on the show, the Tullamore Lions Club have recently launched a trio of fundraising events for the new Esker Arts Centre that is opening in Tullamore, including a gala concert, a monster raffle and an art auction, which will be conducted online. So I am now joined by John Lyons, who is a member of the Tullamore Lions Club. John, thank you so much for joining me. Shannon, good evening. How are you? I'm very good. How are you? Yeah, not about her. Not about her, thank you. Good. Not so I guess her. we'll start with the gala concert that you have organised coming up for the the new Esker Arts Centre. Can you tell us a little bit more about that event? Uh, certainly. It's in the new Esker Arts Centre in High Street in Tullamore. Uh, we have the Dublin Welsh Male Choir, the um, Tullamore Stage School Ladies Choir under direction of Regina McCarthy and also the Academy of Music. Both, both, all three are on on the 14th in Esker Arts. And that's brilliant. And as well, you're doing a raffle as well on the night. Uh, yes. Um, what we have is our Lions Club members and a certain amount of shops have a card and you can purchase it, uh, a line on it for five euros. And we have a first prize of a thousand euros. We have a smart television. We have a lovely barbecue, very handy for the next few months. Mm-hmm. He's good. Uh, we have different vouchers from clothes shops, etc. Weekend we um, a couple of golf vouchers, loads of prizes, and five euro line. That's brilliant. And if that doesn't and make you want to go, yeah. That draw will take place on the 14th of April at the concert. And there's so much included in it. And if that doesn't want to make people want to go, I guess a good dress-up will definitely have them going. So where can people buy tickets uh, for this well, event? Yeah, well, you can buy the tickets on TullamoreLionsClub.com. But um, they're going very well at the moment. Uh, we have about 90% seat occupancy at the moment. So uh, you need to get in there fast. Uh, but also on the night, there's a champagne reception and canopies on arrival, a little bit of music. And it'll be a great chance for for people to come and view this fantastic new facility that's in High Street in Tullamore. And it'll be a great night, especially with everything that you have going on. So as well as uh, all of the fundraising events, you have an online art auction, which is actually being supported by Midlands 103. Correct. Uh, that's, the, that's the third item on this. So we have, uh, for, can, can I just use the opportunity to say thank you so much to many, so many artists 
not just from Tullamore, from Dublin and from the Midlands, who have contributed very, very fine pieces. Uh, we only put out the call for some art uh, recently and there's been a tremendous response. Currently we have about 34, 35 pieces with promises of another six to eight pieces. And they range um, from different size, different topics, and um, some very, very unique pieces. One piece by the late Bano Kennedy hung in the Bridge House for, I think, about 20 years, and that's been donated to us. It's quite a large one. We have uh, local artists, well-known local artists, and some not so well-known local artists who have all come on board, including um, in, including very unique pieces from new artists. Um, last night, uh, we got an email from Fergal McCabe, the famous architect to come town planner, offering us one of his art people and offering one of his art pieces and also offering support to the project. So a great variety of artists um, including the new director of art up in the art centre. He, when he saw what was going on, he said, right, I'm getting my act together, I'm doing a painting, and he did a lovely painting of Flannery Bryan for us. And then this evening, and my apologies for being late, um, I was out collecting another two pieces this evening, but we were down in Vincent Devine's art studio, and he has offered us, he's offered to create a unique bespoke art piece forever whoever buys so he's offering a blank sheet and the person that buys it can commission whatever they want to paint Vincent as, as you probably your listeners will know is um, particularly uh, notable from his Vicky P Vicky Phelan and the John Hume paintings which were uh, tremendously successful and uh, again another local man just wants to make their contribution to the new Esker Art Centre. And that's lovely. And I know um, more information on the online art auction will be read out by Will Faulkner on Midlands today because he's going to be involved with it as well, which is great. We're getting good support and thank you so much to Midlands 103 and to the local media for their support on this project. Uh, we, you know, we, we, we get great support from the media and particularly yourselves. Um, yeah, and it's very, and it's very welcome. Oh, I'm sure we're only delighted to be able to help out with this. And I guess for anyone that's looking for any sort of in other information about any of the events, where can they go to find it? Any member of Tullamore Lions Club uh, would be able to fill in on what's happening. And certainly for the Lions, if you want to get involved and get a chance of winning that thousand euros, um, get a line from one of the Lions Club members or for some of the local shops. Um, the, art, the tickets for the concert are available online, tullamorelionsclub.com. And the art auction, again, next week will be on tullamorelionsclub.com. We're just waiting on a few more pictures to come in and we get some photographs. Also, we've arranged with the good shopkeeper, shopkeepers of Tullamore that we will install pieces of art and create an art trail around Tullamore uh, for two weeks. And that would start in the high street and go around and down the town, into the square, into the bridge centre, 
back around Main Street, up Patrick Street, into William Street, and end up back down in um, back down in uh, Church Street. Oh, that's lovely that to be able to get the town involved and to get everyone to do that. That's an incredible event. Yeah, and at the end of all each of the exits on, on the posters and at the exit, you'd see Tullamore Lions Club dot down, where you'll be able to see all of the pieces online if you want to go in and uh, have a look. When you go into TullamoreLionsClub.com and after next week, uh, sorry, in next week, you'll be able to see all of the pieces. You will also be able to go in and make a bid on the paintings. Oh, amazing. And then it'll be all finalised live uh, um, on Friday the 14th morning, live on Will's show. That'll be great. So as long as as well as that, there's uh, the tickets to make sure you get for the gala concert on TillamoreLionsClub.com and make sure you grab them because the tickets are going fast. Uh, thanks so much to the people for their support, their generosity. It's been fantastic. And there is, there is some seats left, but not a lot. They went live yesterday morning uh, about nine, half nine, and uh, as I said, they're 90% occupancy, seat occupancy at the moment. There may be a little variation on that. It depends on uh, how the, depends on whether we ha- need some wheelchair access at the front or whether there's, um, it depends on the makeup of the seats. Uh, we may have a few more and may be able to bring them on afterwards. But at the moment, each seat that we have is available online. That is brilliant. John, thank you so much for coming on and telling us all about that. And I know Will Faulkner on Midlands Day will have more information about everything in the next few days. John, thank you so much. Shannon, thank you very much. And thanks for all the support from Midlands 103. Anytime. We're only delighted to be able to help John Lyons and the Tullamore Lions Club, as well with the new Esker Arts Centre. So I have a few quick announcements before we wrap up tonight's show. So due to unforeseen circumstances, Athlone Little Theatre's production as Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf by El- Edward Alby and directed by Kiltoom's Ollie Hegarty, which was due to begin on April 13th, has been put back for a week. It'll now begin on April 20th and run until April 27th. So if you want more information on that or tickets, you can visit athlonelittletheatre.ie. And I also have to do a mention for all... An- all Natural Athlone are celebrating their 19th anniversary and for one weekend only they're taking 19% off all of their Nature's Plus products so including the super successful source of Life Gold as well as the 19% off in store they have a fantastic camper full of Nature's Plus products to give away on the Midlands 103 Facebook page so all you have to do is head over to Facebook and comment All Natural on the dedicated post which is pinned on our Facebook so go over there and you might be a winner you never know thank you to all of my guests that have joined me this evening it has been a full packed show and it's been great to be back because i was away for the last couple of shows because i was sick and then i was also over in cheltenham so big thank you to sarah lacumber who is the manager of the student resource center that is holding the through our eyes student exhibition for maureen deforge who came on for the borough festival of music for bob Morrison, who was a member of the mullingar camera club and their Black Yona Heron photographic exhibition and again to John Lyons from the Tullamore Lions Club and their trio of events that they're holding for the new Esker Arts Centre. That's it for this week's show. Thank you to everybody and to you for joining me. Coming up is the amazing Joy Cooney with Country Roads and I will chat to you next Thursday.
from seven. I will be back. It'll be me next week. Also, thank you so much to Sarah again for everything that she's done. She's been absolutely incredible. I couldn't thank her enough. But that's it from me. Thank you. Have a great evening. And Joe will be here really, really soon. <laughs>